L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Triumph. Inspiration. Tragedy. You could pick one word to describe your life as it stands right now. What is it? I'm Alex Schulte, the host of One Word Stories, a free-to-listen interview podcast where the guest and I take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. Every episode, I'll be interviewing local people from every corner of our beautiful community about where they are now, and then we'll take a trip to the past and find out how we got here. After every episode, there will be a post-show where the guests and I play games and unwind at the end of a recording. The One Word Stories post-show is exclusive to LAS Plus subscribers. To subscribe and get access to ad-free episodes, bonus content to all LAS podcasts, discounts at live shows, access to exclusive merch, and much more, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Do you know someone that has a story that needs to be told? Please contact me. Fill out the contact form on the One Word Stories show page at laspodcastnetwork.com slash onewordstories. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You can find new episodes of One Word Stories for free every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. One Word Stories. What's your word? L-A-S. Ah, there we go. I finally lit the fire. The fire that sounds like loud rain. <laughs> our, our, four, our four possible sound effects for fire. This one's actually the best. I know. You're all thinking it. That definitely sounds like rain. Well, the other one sounded like a house burning down. So this one's probably better than that. Uh, okay. Air elementals, proceed. Oh, I, I do like that. My hams have been slapped, as <laughs> Josh said. Oh, that's really slaps hams. And I'm like, all right, first of all, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> However, what it does sound like we are ready to just relax. Uh, and I think it's going to be a wonderful talking episode of Myths of Myria, the making of Myths of Myria Ooh. today. Uh, we still have one guest that is yet to be here, though. So we shall wait for them. Or not. Wait, hold on. He's outside. He's coming in. I see him outside he's of my window. He's taking his headphones off. Oh. oh. He's wait. grabbing his drink. He's he gra- oh, he's walking oh in. He's there here. he is. The he's door here. is closing. Sorry, I was doing the sound effects. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Hi, Alex. Whoa. Hello. Who are you? Oh, my goodness. Hi. Wow, it's weird to be in a room at the same time. With I you know, guys. right? Record. I see okay. you all sitting yes. in these seats from behind the glass, but yes. now here I am sitting in Jackson's seat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So today we only have uh, uh, Josh and Morgan for players, Hello. Uh, but we thought that we would kind of change up the format just for this one episode to try and do something a little different. So Alex, do you want to talk about what we're going to do? Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be a quick episode just about what is Myths of Myria? Why Myths of Myria? When? 
What? Myths of Myria. Yes. Myths of Myria. So. Myths of Myria. How many? So we we have we have at this point five. We have quite a few episodes yeah. out. Okay, I was gonna say five sessions. At least five. Yeah. But well, I don't think the user or the users. Oh, my tech support is showing. Yeah. Uh, the listeners um, probably don't know exactly how that gets done. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today: of how we record, um, what it feels like to be in the world of mm-hmm. Myths of Mirror to mm-hmm. play these characters. You know yeah. how in- emotionally invested you get. Yeah, man, this uh, this music is really influencing how I oh, talk. Oh, dude, I'm <laughs> loving it. I have it. This is exactly so. When I first created Warmth of Winter, this is exactly what I wanted. I just wanted everybody just to relax, just chill out. Wait, what's Warmth of Winter? So Warmth of Winter is one of those shops in Miria. Uh, ah, yes. And, and it was one of those where I was like, okay, all I want to do is just have people walk in, and I just know that I I have been listening to smooth jazz recently, and I want to <laughs> listen to it in D and D. Got it. And that was the whole thing. We encapsulate. <laughs> the feeling yes. of listening to smooth jazz. Yeah. So, it's just, just like a sort of huh. amazing It is. Casey it is exactly vibes. that. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know who I am, I'm Alex Schulte and I edit and produce every mm-hmm. episode of Myths of Myria. Mm-hmm. I am the one who does all of the the magic after it's been recorded and made. Yep. Um, Alan spends infinitely more time on the show than I do, but hmm. I, I am the last line of defense before you this are show. a wonderful last line of defense. It's, you do fantastic. Thank Seriously. you guys. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much. It's Got it's that? my honor to to be the producer of this show, <laughs> and it's also kind. my honor to be sharing the mic with you guys for this special yeah. episode. So Woo-hoo. I thought today um, we would really kind of pick the brains of you guys and Ooh. find out again why, where, when, who, what. Womst. Mm-hmm. Quamst. Yes. <laughs> um, so I have a few questions here that could get us kind of started, and I'm Ooh. thinking this conversation is going to, going to organically just kind of take off here. Sure. Uh, but just in case we hit any walls, I do have I do have a few questions. I know Josh has some questions as well. I see ten. Yeah. In total, and, oh, yeah. Morgan well, has I have questions. Some audience questions as well. Yeah. Oh really? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Questions from people in the audience. Oh, for, I was like for yeah. the audience, and we're no, just gonna no, sit no, here. No, no, no. Yes. Questions from people hey guys, in the audience. how are you doing today? Right. <laughs> Why it's, are they not saying anything? It's an, <laughs> it's an interactive episode, right? You know, you know, it's we, like Dora. It's yeah. like Dora. Right. It's like Dora? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Dora? No, definitely. I was, you know, okay. Do never you mind. like Miss Maria? <laughs> So oh gosh! It's Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the next live show—that's uh, what it's gonna be. It's gonna be us sitting there. I'm just gonna turn to the audience. Do you want them to go in the building? <laughs> and I'm just gonna sit there can't, for five minutes. They can't <laughs> legitimately five, and they're gonna be like, "We've answered him four times." I, want, I hope. I hope one guy speaks. And he's like. Yes. And we're like, shut up! <laughs> shut up! We don't want to hear your opinions. That was rhetorical. <laughs> okay. TPK um, it is. So, so really quick, let's find out. Uh, b- before we move on, I think we need to get everybody caught up on what it takes to make a Myths of Maria episode. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alan. Yeah. You got to start us off here. Okay. Where do we begin? Where do you start? Let like let's go all the way back to session one before this yeah. show even started. Yeah. How do you make how does Mythomeria be born out of yes. Alan's brain? So we have this world called Myria that we we basically play all of our D&D games in, right? So um, 
all of my friends and I, um, I originally created Myria, but then I, as it's grown, we've had other people DM in Myria. And so over time, that's gotten a lot of cool lore that we kind of put into it. And because we always play the same in the same world, uh, we get to build off a lot of cool stuff with that, right? Um, and then it goes into character creation, where we'll sit down for maybe... Uh, a total of like four hours with each character to kind of get their backstory, who they are, how they act, things like that all all ironed out. Like, for example, when I uh, first started talking to Morgan about her, right, there was this kind of uh, idea of implicit and non-implicit memories, right? So, for example, mm. uh, her would know how to speak common, right? And that mm -hmm. is implicit to her being, mm -hmm. right? Uh, however, she wouldn't know why she would speak. How did you make that decision? Uh, I had been listening to a, um, a, a like a, an episode of this like scientific documentary on like how people with memory loss tried to do things, right? And so like as someone with memory loss was in this facility, as they went through it, they slowly needed to learn the pathways through the facility less and less, right? Whatever, you know, home that they were in that, that they were being taken care of in. Uh, and they started to realize... <laughs> you literally researched. I did. I do this for everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, and people with memory loss. I, 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 I legitimately awesome. did. Yeah. He's and, insane. And so... Uh, <laughs> and insane in a... In insanely the, good. In, in, in yeah. the best way. And, right? and so, but yeah. like what I learned is that this person would start to understand and implicitly understand the layout of the building or like what their daily routine was over time because that became ingrained yeah. in these implicit mm -hmm. memories in their mind. And so the question was, you know, what does her have implicitly because she's made it a routine, made it normal, made it unthought of as she did it? Um, and so that's what we did with her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with Josh figuring out who Shadow was or, like, what his motivations are. Like, who's Shadow's brother? Like, what does that mean? Where did that come from? How does Shadow have a brother if he's yeah. metal? By the you way, know? if you're hearing this, I hope you're all caught up. Because yeah. we will be we will be definitely be talking Maria spoilers. A, 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 a couple. We'll try yeah. and keep it as spoiler-free as we can. I mean, it's, this but... isn't about the story really so far. It's really just about how. But right. there's going to be a little yeah. bit of tidbits of, of uh, spoilers here. Yeah. So uh, those type of things happen. And then it is kind of a, uh, okay, so I will ask everybody, what's kind of some interesting things that you want to do outside of the game, right? I will ask them in a group chat that we have so that I can kind of get an idea for what to prep, and then I will take a look at, um, you know, what can I add in here to make sure everybody gets what they want to do, and then I will write out the story, do beats, get music, write monologues, <laughs> yeehaw. <laughs> yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> Tip of the cowboy yes. hat. Um, well, that's amazing. I mean, I, I, I don't think everybody... Um, necessarily knows which means that they're not necessarily able to appreciate how much time and thought and it's energy goes in mm -hmm. to getting prepared for a session yeah. we, you guys don't just show up and go no you know there's so much that goes into the show yeah. before the show actually well happens. it's got to be so tight right like because we only have three hours it's different yeah. yeah it's so different than an actual D, &D session because yep. you guys obviously all play dungeons and dragons outside of myths of myria like yeah. you play legit with your, your friends and yes and mm -hmm. not recorded yes right mm -hmm. and those mm -hmm. sessions can take how long i would say they take they take roughly about three to four hours every time but it's so different because like for example the last session that we played in another game that i had right it was literally them talking from seven to 10. Right. And they were just planning. And, and I was like, I can't do that for so a Miss Amiria episode. Here's <laughs> the difference between those episodes that I think it's necessary to point out, point out is that those sessions are for you guys. Right. Yep. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for nobody else. Right. Mm -hmm. They're for your entertainment and nobody else's. Right. Miss Amiria is 
firstly and f- <laughs> first and foremost for the listener. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every decision that you have to make, everything, every choice you make in this game, mm-hmm. um, is listener first, listener focused. Yeah. And then, uh, which which does that shifting this to Josh and Morgan? Does mm-hmm. that influence your decision making as role playing, as role players? I would say only sometimes. Yeah. Very, very few times yeah. um, do I try and, because it becomes kind of meta at that point, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my character, I want everything to be character driven. Um, otherwise, it just feels kind of weird. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like, my character wouldn't know, like, oh man, you took this, or like, I need to take this feat in order to become like better <laughs> at this, even mm-hmm. though that may be really cool for the listener mm-hmm. to be like, oh, whoa. Like, why didn't he take this? Well, well see, I, I kind of want to know more about, like, actual interactions and, like, the emotional investment into the story. Like, do you do you, uh, do you okay. find yourself, um, like, being... Because Shadow is so protective over her. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a choice that just kind of just naturally happened? Is that a choice that was discussed beforehand? Or is that like, ooh, I think this would be the most entertaining route to go. Let's do this. To be very clear, before the campaign started, nobody had any idea who anybody else was playing as. Yeah. Yeah. So everything that happened in the game I would say happened organically and any feelings I know that I had as her towards any characters mm-hmm. sort of evolved naturally um, in terms of relationships and you know in character role playing I don't usually like lie awake at night and think does her like this person <laughs> does she like Shadow <laughs> I don't know <laughs> um, it all comes pretty naturally I've been playing D&D since I think middle school mm-hmm. for me. So it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. So this sort of stuff sort of just flows. It's muscle memory almost. Yeah. yeah. You guys are already um, pretty, you you know what to expect when you're pl- going to get into a and d session mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's definitely a difference between that and this. And oh yeah. That's what I kind of want to get into today is, is how does myth, how does Mythsamiria differentiate from a regular D&D session? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of prep. Uh, normal D&D sessions, I will, I will make, you know, beats. You know, it'll be a couple hours of me just saying, like, okay, I want to do these things. This is how this person's going to interact. Uh, whereas Myths of Myria, I think for every session, which is we record once a month, and then we split it into three episodes um, to peel back the curtain. Sorry, everybody. We don't record them all, all <laughs> once every week. I, I think that's a really important thing oh, that sure. we, we don't move past sure. too quickly. Yeah. Yes, these are recorded we record them three episodes at a time. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have we have a three hour recording yep. slot in our day. Yep. So the way LAS the podcast network works, which you guys are one of seventeen shows on the network, right? To make that sustainable, and for for me to be able to edit your show along with a bunch of other shows, yep. And then also for us to find the time in the day to share the studio with other shows, we have a three hour time slot on Sundays from eleven a.m. to two p.m. Yep. And then another show comes in right at 2 p.m. to, to record their show. Mm-hmm. So if you do go over time, we're like, oh, shh. Can we curse on the show? We can curse. Oh, yeah, you yes. do curse on the show. Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Um, uh, you know, like, crap, we, we haven't hit the beats that yeah. we wanted to hit. Yeah. And now Sarah and Caleb from Othered are here right. to record their show. Exactly. So um, um, to combat that, what happens before the recording session to make sure that you're ending on time? Yeah. Uh, a lot of prep. Um, I think that over uh, last session, I think I prepped roughly twenty to thirty hours uh, of of time. Insane. Yeah, that's 
so much time. It has to be so tight though, because yeah. like there can't. I have to know exactly what's going on, or else I just I lose control of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so many important beats that need to be met within a certain amount of time. As opposed to like other D and D sessions, like our own personal ones that we're a part of independently, yeah. Yeah. it's I feel like it's so much more freeform. Right. Not to say that what we do isn't, because there is decision and choice that does get to be made. Yeah. Um, but it's performative in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask you guys more. What do you want to do before the session happens? Mm-hmm. Like, so we have that group chat. I ask you, hey guys, okay, so after that session. Tell me what you guys are thinking. Let's talk about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that way I can kind of give them some direction. And then you still get to make the choices in between there, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's me at least getting some direction for where you want to go so I have a better control over the timeline. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And Because if you didn't do that, then you might plan out a whole instance and then you guys decide to go left instead of right. Oh, it's the classic D&D thing that I've heard so many times. It's like a DM prepares this entire encounter and everybody's like, What's that monkey Steve doing? And then the DM's like, well, here's my entire notebook. Cool. Okay. But honestly, if you planned out like a whole dungeon, don't have a monkey named Steve. Just stand it to the left. They're always going to follow the monkey (laughs) named Steve. Of course. course. You don't really have a choice in that matter. And I I think it's different, though, because like I would say that, you know, when when episodes go short, Mm -hmm. we we don't want to push extra. Like, for example, we just recorded one episode that I think went 30 minutes. Yeah, it's your shortest episode ever. But. It was so tight. I it was coming so out in session six. I th- yeah, it's, it's coming there. out in session six. It so, hasn't released yet. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's so tight though. Like it, there's there's nothing where I want. I'm like I go. I want more of that. Mm-hmm. I just say that is exactly what I wanted to accomplish. <laughs> and I don't want to accomplish anything more. And if we get if we push too much more into it, it wouldn't feel right. But going long, on the other hand, that's not possible. Weird. So it's okay to go under time, but it's not okay to go over time. Correct. That's yep. that's a, a weird balance yeah. to make. Exactly. Um, uh, you're, you're on a balance beam. It's a thin line. Yeah. Um, so, so let's see here. I've got a few questions for you guys that I think would be really cool to find out. I know you guys have questions as well. Uh, I texted Alan a bunch of them yesterday, so I'm opening up my text messages. Um, so uh, one question I've actually been wondering about all of you guys, this is first for the players and then for you, Alan, Sure. is how emotionally invested do you get in role-playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. One thing that you guys don't get to see, but maybe hopefully eventually we'll be able to see is us actually like playing this game. You guys mm-hmm. can listen to us, but there have been times where, um, over the course of like the first few episodes where we've been kind of working up to, um, and I think the story kind of lends itself to that, but the emotional investment does build to certain tensions that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And specifically with like my character interacting with other people, um, I try to let myself be as invested as I can be. Um, And there have been times where it's, it's hard to tell by just listening, but I've like, I've cried. I made yeah. Josh cry. Yeah, she made me cry. <laughs> I made Josh cry. Um, I'm proud of that. I don't know if the I'm episode's very proud come of out that, yet. Actually. She has a badge. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I wear it. It's pinned on my lapel. It says, <laughs> made Josh cry. New Miss of Myriad Button. And it's made Josh cry. <laughs> Josh's <laughs> cry face just on I didn't it, even which... say anything super serious. Yeah, I it just, was just a I very pointed Shadow question. what his favorite color was, and then Josh started crying, and I was like, oh. Uh, oh. That's so cool. Trauma. Yeah. That's so cool. Why did that trigger that emotion in you, Josh? Um, just, I think it was specifically like um, to kind of get 
Trigger's a bad word. I should say illicit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it has to do with just kind of his backstory and me kind of letting myself into that and just nobody's ever cared. Yeah. Nobody's ever wondered that about him. He hasn't wondered that about himself. Such a so simple just, question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so simple. But for Shadow, he, nothing's ever so simple. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When people are just like, I don't know, if you casually have a conversation with somebody who's like either really down on themselves or uh, is very anxiety ridden and you just like take that person aside and you're just like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they're like, well, oh, uh, no. so actually it's so funny. I just had a great conversation about exactly this with Lindsay Prince on my show, Cross Plug One Word <laughs> Stories. Hey, <laughs> you guys should go listen to it. <laughs> if there's not an advertisement for that during so, this episode. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. That was actually completely. <laughs> how dare you advertise your show on your network <laughs> i apologize how dare you um so so it's i think that comes from people who don't necessarily always feel seen mm-hmm. and then when somebody's like hey i see you i give you permission mm-hmm. and then you're like okay i'm not good <laughs> yeah you know they're like yeah. they're like are you good and they're like you're not good Sorry, sorry. So a good example of this is is one day I was I was a wreck here yeah. because of a passing of a family member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get some recordings that day. And um <laughs> we were recording an episode of What Do You Want to Talk About with Jason and Lindsay Prince. Jason Alberti and Lindsay Prince. And uh yeah, my cousin had just passed away and they were talking about death in the family and they didn't know about it. Oh, they didn't no. know about oh, no. So I was like, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to worry about this. Power through. You know, and then they're like, okay, so let's talk about our dead parents. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, God. Logan, I need you to take over. I need you. And Logan just stepped into the producer right outside the, the window out here that we, we have. We have this like, uh, this. it's like an interrogation mirror. Yes. Yeah. Only yeah. we can both see each other. Yes. <laughs> We're both interrogating each other. We're interrogating. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so Logan took over. And then, so I went to the bathroom. And I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and I was like, I'm good, dude. I'm good. And Logan literally was like, you're not good, dude. And I was like, I'm not good. <laughs> just started crying. I'm like, sorry. Like crying so hard. But I'm just, that's an example of a time yeah. Yeah. where it's like you're 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 putting this this giant wall up yeah. trying to get the, keep these emotions in. But the yeah. second that for like Josh's character, Morgan's like, hey, I see you. He's yeah. like, I'm seeing. Well, that's one thing that I think is interesting is that a lot of people, some people are curious as to why certain people make certain characters or drawn to certain characters Mm -hmm. that they make in D&D. And some people think that it's just a uh, a representation of kind of like your ego or a power struggle that you're going through in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how true necessarily that is, but I think for for people to get emotionally invested, there has to be that interest yeah. in what you're acting out or what you're doing. Otherwise, you just kind of detach from it and well, draw. That was a piece, and yeah. I would imagine that your character decisions are influenced by how you're feeling oh, in your life. Surely, I mean, uh, to to some extent, Partly, always. Yeah. Yeah. To a degree, I'd it, say. Morgan, you had your hand up for a second. Was yeah. that? Were you I raising your hand? I wanted to say something, but then Josh interjected oh, with something really cool, and I was like, hey, "It's fine." Do you still want to say that, or yeah. do you want to keep moving? Um, I mean, I also wanted to say that on the flip side of all of Shadow's angst playing her mm-hmm. is it's I'm very emotionally invested in her stepping into her character is something that I have to think about a lot because I go from me and all of my daily anxieties and all the stuff that I know to her who's very like in the moment and doesn't really know a lot about anything and just wants to be happy and has all of these weird little internal struggles mm-hmm. and I'm wondering what is sort of the not the process, but how easy or difficult 
is it for you, Josh, to sort of slip into the shoes of Shadow? Because he's obviously very different from you. Because um, for me, it's like putting on a slipper after hmm. six episodes. There are times where it's really hard because there are things in his past that he's done that I don't think I'd ever do. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I guess depending. Um, but there's definitely um, a lot of decisions that I don't know if I would have ever made that he's done that uh, it it's difficult to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's there are times where I've made a decision afterwards, um, after we're done recording and gone, was that me or was that something that's oh. the most true to what he would have done? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I, th- I think that really there's, there's a, there's a certain degree of however you play your character mm-hmm. in that moment is what your character would do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think certain things like that are influenced by just who you are. Right. It's impossible to just put that aside. Oh, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a character that I play in another game and a lot of the little things about him are just, you know, uh, grandiosized uh, things about me, you know, and and even in those moments, I have to I have to use the way that I'm feeling in in real life to be able to lend authenticity to those things that he does. See, I think this is interesting because uh, you don't you don't get emotionally invested and start crying in the middle of a Monopoly game. No, although I guess yeah, right, I have three hotels. <laughs> oh! God damn it! <laughs> okay, so maybe you will if you're really invested. You know, if you've got the right friend group. But yes. realistically speaking, you're not as emotionally as invested into no. a Monopoly game as you are into the 15th episode right. of mm-hmm. your Dungeons & Dragons campaign right. when you've spent hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And you might have spent hours and hours playing Monopoly as well. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, Monopoly never ends and it makes me it's upset. I hate that game. But, but there's still... <laughs> okay. but there's still um, um, jam-packed into the same category of board game. Yeah, I and they're so different. I, honestly, they I are. really think that um, for me, D and D is oftentimes a place where people are given that permission to express things that they don't necessarily feel safe expressing mm-hmm. in real life. Right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot oh. of there are a lot of times uh, I've played many D and D games in the past where people will bring to me characters uh, that have a lot of different problems that in some ways reflect things that they struggle with in real life, right? Mm -hmm. But because they bring those to a table with their friends, uh, with people who trust them, who give them this space to experience this in a a role-play setting, right, uh, it allows them to deal with those problems in a safer space. And it may not fix those, right? I don't think it will. Um, However, it does give them the space to kind of feel some sort of maybe... um, working through those right. things. Maybe bring those emotions to the surface right. so you can address them but after in, the episode. Safe, or after the... Even to yourself, right? Yeah. It doesn't always have to be with other people, but in that in that space where you feel safe, dealing with those things or walking through that in some capacity uh, is always helpful. So are you saying that these episodes, recording with Samiria is kind of therapeutic? Oh, definitively. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. One thing that I, I think is is really interesting about D&D is it's, it's exactly what you want to make of it because there are yep. D groups where it is very it is very emotionally removed and it's this isn't to say that because there are people who 
play what they want to play out of D&D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are the set of rules, which are just like, cool, I will move this exact number of spaces, this will do this exact thing, and there are people who play it very much like a board game, remove themselves mm-hmm. emotionally from it, and play an entire campaign where it's it's very much... Like a like a video game, sure. Right. Especially when you're playing a character who's just not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And um, that's fine for some people. I know that one thing that we kind of did before we actually even started recording was we had the uh, the talk of just like, well, what do we want this to kind of be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, Morgan, Allen, and Jackson had played together, and I was kind of um, not necessarily the odd person out, but I'd never played with them before, so hey. we did have. A, a, an interesting session of where we played with them. I was going to say, do you remember your audition? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. You had an audition? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. What? I, uh, yeah. I, sat, I didn't know that. I sat on a call with them because we I, we didn't know how I would like jive with them. Yeah. yeah. You got to have the, the good chemistry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, we did do that, do didn't we? Do you remember? We? Yeah. You're Weird. Right. We, we had a session this. where a I set, well, yeah. It was basically... Um, Jackson and Morgan had their characters from other campaigns yeah. mm-hmm. kind of walk into a tavern. And um, Alan... Wait, Jackson played Valros. I'm no, pretty sure. No, he played Sitigal, didn't he? Yep. Did yeah, he? he did play the little goblin boy. Oh, wait, so Sitigal yeah. is Jackson's yeah, yeah. character from a yeah. different campaign yes. that's also set in Myria. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nonetheless, Josh, yeah. Uh, well, no, it's fine. And then Morgan, I don't remember who you necessarily played, but it was another person from another campaign. Um, and then I currently am a part of a... a a game that's been pretty long running with my friends and they're like sure just we, we don't even have to have like their stats or anything like that just just, just get talk. into the character let's talk yeah, let's talk, talk as your character and mm-hmm. we did that and it was interesting because that in and itself really set i think for all of us yeah mm-hmm. um me especially of just like how emotionally are we going to get into this yeah because that other campaign for me um one thing that we haven't really addressed yet in this game and it sucks when it happens for other campaigns, but like when a when a player character dies, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And in another campaign that I had, we actually had a player character die, mm-hmm. and for all of us, we were just like gutted, and mm-hmm. we were actually mm-hmm. sitting on that Discord call and just actually crying as like <laughs> wow. adult people crying over yeah. an imaginary person's death. Hey, right. yeah. And yeah. that kind of got brought up in that audition, like uh, quote quote audition, and yeah. it was just interesting to see that we were all ready and able to go there yeah. emotionally and it really paved the way for I guess what you guys I think we all felt to. really comfortable in yeah. that really and I think that let us all feel comfortable in that space together mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I think the um the double-edged sword I guess not really double-edged I think it's a, it can be a good thing but the sort of double edge of D&D is that it is really great for people who like escapist fantasies and you sit down for some people have had campaigns that have lasted like 10 years and there are people who play games that only last like a couple months and the fun part of it is that you sit down and you get away from reality and you be someone else for as long as you want and you Mm -hmm. can get as invested or as uninvested in it as you want and I know in campaigns that I've played that I've gotten really heavily invested in, which the majority of them have been DM'd by Alan. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> have I cried during every single campaign that yes. Alan has ever DM'd? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, um, the fun part of it is that 
I have like a bad. I have like a like a checkbox card. Like if I get five different cries, I get a smoothie. <laughs> DM two more campaigns, and I don't know. I'm get, we're getting there. Maybe yeah, you'll, no. maybe you'll have it. No, but really, it's an experience that I feel you can't really get anywhere else. Yeah, because it's hard getting invested into these characters as though they were actual people, like mourning the loss of somebody who's not even real. Yeah, those are all very visceral emotions and it's a connection unlike any other that i think i could find anywhere else i think mm-hmm. D is so i don't want to say intimate but it really I is say, i would say intimate. That's, a, that's a great word for it. being able to share this experience with an actual audience yeah has been such a joy yeah, yeah. i agree it's and a getting, privilege getting sure. feedback yeah. from you guys has been Oh my Incredible. gosh! Incredible. That's my favorite thing. It's oh my. From you guys, you're the talking best. to the listener. Yeah, the yes. listener. Yes, yep. listener. It's like you, cookies. you are fantastic. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I want to share. Like, uh, so the other day, I had my friend Sam message me, and I just remember the opening line that he came to me with. It was. Uh-oh. It was, yeah, so I'm going to need you guys to record about 40 more episodes for me. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, Sam. Oh, oh and that, that made me world. so viscerally happy. Thanks, Sam. And we, very happy. we had a, yeah, Sam, you are fantastic. Nothing Thank better you than so some much. good old validation. Yes. And you know what? But that makes me feel like, you know, we put a lot of time and effort into this. You know, this is a lot of our lives, right? And so this, to hear something like that, like someone... Uh, is enjoying our show or that it makes them feel happy even in those small moments right that brings me so much joy because it makes me feel like we get to have an impact on people and Mm -hmm. also those people sam everybody else who listens to our show that has an impact on us right Mm -hmm. it's so hard when uh we create media and it's like there's not like a lot of you know, the channel that goes the other way. So when we do get those responses, right. that that shows us, hey, there are people out there that are listening to us. And and when we get to talk to them or when we get feedback from them, it makes us feel, you know, really well, great. Well, and to be totally transparent, we see the numbers. We know how many people are listening to every episode. We know how many people have listened to Miss Maria. Mm-hmm. We, we see the, the, the peaks. We see the dips. We see what makes people listen to Miss Maria, you know, asking, yeah. making social media posts, yep. like all that meta stuff. So, um, but even though you're seeing those numbers, those numbers don't come with, I need 40 more episodes. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the difference. Yeah. So um, I think we need to take a quick break. Okay. But mm-hmm. when we come back, I would really like to talk about how um, the show will be changing going forward, sure. because Ooh. I know we've been talking a lot. We we hint, we talked about this a little bit before at the beginning of the episode, mm. and we kind of quickly moved on. But um, you were talking, we were talking about how the episodes are. Um, you ask questions before you start the session, mm-hmm. yeah. so you can plan out the session beforehand. So we're you know so we're not just hitting a wall and be like and you don't plan out a whole raid and they go left instead. So I want to talk about how that might possibly be changing going forward. Mm-hmm. Are the conversations we've had about growing the show a little bit? Um, but let's do that here in just a few minutes after we throw it to our sponsors. I feel weird that I'm throwing it to the sponsors. Should you do it? I'm gonna throw it to Alex, who's gonna throw it to our sponsors. Sponsors go. Play hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> In 
the deep, dark depths in a podcast studio located in the heart of Cedar Rapids, there were two nerds sitting in a room, sweating profusely, talking about video games. And they were... Me, Craig Johnson. And me, Jackson Parker. And we are so excited to welcome you to our brand new video game podcast, Gaming to the Generations. Locally produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, every other Thursday we'll take one game and deep dive into the past, present, and future of that IP. We'll also play fun mini games on the show and fight to the death for our very lives. What now? And fight to the death for our very lives. Like, fight like the, the death, 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 death? Like a... Like a real... Like a very real... That was actually... That was Logan's one stipulation. It had to be real, visceral, physical death. Huh. Gaming through the generations! New episodes every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. To support our show and creators just like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Is that it? That's it. I'm getting a nod. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Should we go play Smash? I want to go play Smash. Yeah, 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 let's go play Smash. Let's go play Smash. <laughs> L-A-S. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hey, I'm Sarah Van Cleave, a biracial, single mom, adoptee, raised by an all-white family. And I'm Caleb Scales, a proud gay man, restaurant savant, who will make the best flipping margarita you've ever had. And this is Othered, a podcast for those who feel different. Each episode, we'll be having conversations about racism, homophobia, holistic health, drinking, sex, drugs, yoga, 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 yoga. Yogurt. (laughs) This podcast comes out every Thursday for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you want bonus episodes, ad-free listening, discounts at our live events, and exclusive access to merch, then subscribe to LAS Plus. Go to LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus to get started. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Sarah. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Kayla. Oh my God, I love that for us. I feel like I'm trying too hard now. You are, but I like it. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Caleb. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> L-A-S. Oh, no. Oh, wait. We're back from sponsors already? What? Well, what? thank you, sponsor. Uh, I appreciate it. I saw You're you fantastic. skip ahead. You can't hide from me. I know you skipped ahead. <laughs> Shame. Hey, but if, uh, if you want new ads, just go back and listen uh, to the episodes again because the ads will actually change in your episodes what? over time. Oh, really? Yeah, due to the new service that we Whoa. just subscribed to. That's cool. Very so, nice. um, a, a quick peek behind the curtain again. By the way, welcome back to the Myths of Myria. Making of Myths of Myria. Episode. M-O-M-O-M. Yeah. Mom. Making of Myths of Myria. Yes. Mom, mom. So... So yeah, we just we just switched over from Buzzsprout, which was our hosting website for all of our podcasts, to Captivate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Captivate actually has this really cool robot called Amy. A M E. And uh, Amy 
will will if if we get a new sponsorship like with yeah. I don't know Chuck E. Cheese or something. Ooh. And <laughs> I don't know. All right, Charles <laughs> that would be Cheese. epic, right? If Wait, Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese started, we have Chuck E. Cheese as a sponsor. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, do you want? Cardboard pizza <laughs> and have everything be dirty and our mascot's a rat. Yes. Well, come on in to Chuck E. Cheese. Jackson told me that they changed their recipe recently and that makes me this really upset. For no pizza? more cardboard. Yeah. Because oh. apparently they have less cardboardy pizza and that's like illegal. They're supposed huh. to have bad pizza. I want bad pizza exactly. and Simpsons exactly. arcade game. Regardless yes. of Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. You yes. Know? Let's go on. So um um shoot, now my ADHD, which Morgan knows about. <laughs> Morgan and I both have very bad ADHD. 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 Gang, 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 gang. gang. <laughs> it's happening. Where where are we oh, now? No. Holy we're, shit, we're, what happened? We're, oh, we, we were talking we were talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, so we can get new <laughs> The system will go back, and if you guys get a Chuck E. Cheese sponsorship in like two months, we can go back to episode one and put Breathe. it in. Oh, that's good. okay, good. So, so <laughs> come back and listen for the new ads. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's we'll have Chuck E. Cheese. Who no, knows? Right? Who knows? Right? After that great pitch I just made, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese was never sponsoring no, never. this. <laughs> yeah. Just so we're clear, Sorry, guys. Okay, it would be hilarious though if they ended up sponsoring this episode yes. in a few months. Just yes. Only. And then, and then they didn't they know that. Out, yes, and that we, just, we just shit talk them right after the ad. What we're doing right now. We should now. talk to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, so so you had a question before. <clears throat> the... Excuse me. Uh, we we have a bunch of listener questions, and that's what we're going to close yeah. the episode out with. Yeah. So just so you know, that is coming, listeners. Your questions are submitted and heard, and I can't wait to get to them. Yes, and I know you guys are super excited oh to get gosh, to them. Yes, but before we get to that, really quickly, or however long it takes, I would like to talk about how we have been planning these sessions yep. mm -hmm. um, because Josh was talking about how it's different to play in a regular session than Miss mm -hmm. of Miria because mm -hmm. there is a little bit more sculpting before the recording mm -hmm. and how it's going to change starting in season two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of, you know, once, once again, we ask the question, you know, what do you want to do before the session ever starts? Uh, and so we're gonna try and do a little bit more free form with that as we oh. as we go into se season two. Um, it's gonna be a new experience. One thing that we had as we started this show, the very first thing that uh, you know Alex and Logan and I uh, kind of said was, Let's fail fast and figure it out as we you go. You said that, Alan, and we caught on, and I shared that with so many other yeah. hosts. I love that saying. Let's fail fast together. Yeah, exactly. Because mm -hmm. if we fail fast, we're like, ah, oh, that didn't work. Let's try something new, yep. right? Um, and not to say that this is Don't let working. perfection get in the way of your progress. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. And yeah. and so if not to say that the thing that we're doing right now isn't working. We're just looking to, you know, keep things fresh and try and maybe open it up to see what other things we can try to see if it works better, right? So I Oh, sorry. Oh, did I no, 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 that was it. Yeah. So um, I want, there's a huge question that I think we have been unintentionally leaving out of our sessions. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh -oh. what do you do now? Yeah. That's the biggest question, I think, in Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you are asking that question, what do you do? Yeah. But it has been happening off mic. Right. Mm -hmm. So yep. that you can sculpt these episodes and plan right. and give these characters life right. and really plan how you're going to say certain things exactly. because you might not be able to necessarily improvise a, a, a plot, a, a heavy plot point right. from the eyes of Arsenio. Right. Right. Yeah. Correct. Or, or you're, you're from the eyes correct. of Caius. Yes. Yeah. So, um, um, so those things have to be sculpted. They have to be planned out a little bit and that makes sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. But when we first started, and I'm going to take a little bit of, um, 
a responsibility for this. I think I might have pigeonholed you a little bit at the beginning by being like, look, guys, I know you want to like take as long as you want to record it and then I'll sculpt it however, but that's just not sustainable for me. Yeah. And I can't, I, we can't do that. So we were like, so Alan would come in each session with three episodes prepared. One yep. session, like we said at the beginning, three episodes. So one was 45, the second was 45, third's 45 minutes. And, and <clears throat> that really kind of, yeah, put you into a box. I think creatively and now that we've been practicing this for a while and we've got a little bit more experience under our belts you mm -hmm. have a little more experience under your belts not just with D&D because you already had that experience but now mm -hmm. in the podcasting form of it yeah we're gonna take those training wheels off a little bit and we're just gonna let you guys freaking play sure mm -hmm. I, I want to try it a little bit more I think we're still gonna have structure I mean, for sure but and, like and also not to take away from right. the season one. This season one has been incredible. And I'm so happy with the product we've put out. Yeah, me too. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's just everything it's is growing. Cool. Everybody's, we're always improving at everything. I think if you're a, a human that stops growing, then you're not human at all. Right. Um, but <laughs> Not to say that you can't start growing again. Yeah, exactly. If you stopped growing, please let's grow together. You yeah. know, uh, growth is like the, the most awesome thing any person can do. Yes. Um, so, but let's talk about how it's going to be a little different probably going forward. And this is something that we haven't really talked about together, Alan, but I think this is a great place to talk about it with our listeners. Oh, boy. Here, let's just make this, like, super transparent. We'll do it live. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it live. Okay. <laughs> you know? Uh, so so what do you what do you think about that? How, how do you feel about giving up a little bit of control to your players? I, I mean, I love that, right? That's my... I love doing that. The other games that I play, they are, like, sandboxes. I'm like, here's a bunch of garbage. Which garbage do you want to pick up? You know? And and that's it, right? And But these ones, it's more like, you know, I have to figure out what garbage we're putting out beforehand. Um, not to... But once again... You sift I, through the garbage I, I, before we record. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no... But in all seriousness, I, I legitimately don't think that any of the stuff we put out is anywhere close to garbage. Mm -hmm. um, yes, but, I would also but, reiterate that. Yeah, but I, I would say, you know, giving up a little bit of that, those reins, um, I think it'll be good, especially now that since we've kind of established a bunch of these characters, you know, we've got a, a lot of competing opinions and ideas and ideals. By who? Who's competing? Who has competing All, all of the different uh, NPCs and the characters at the same time. Got There's it. people that they have allegiances to or don't have allegiances to um, or don't want to have allegiances to. Um, those type of things are all set up, so it might be a little easier for us to step off this really structured path into a place where everybody knows how everybody works. Now let's interact between those nodes. So right? we've set up the dominoes and now we're watching them. Yeah, or you guys can set up whatever dominoes you want. Like, you know how the... Do no, it's more like you know how the dominoes fall mm -hmm. if you set them up correctly, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. now you figure out uh, how those things can interact, right? Yeah. So Right, yeah. right. So going forward, um, how do you guys want to change that? Like, literally, I'm asking you this... Hmm. For the first time right now. Well, this is not a setup thing beforehand, like we just uh. discussed. Um, <laughs> this is really like let's let's come up with this right now in yeah. front of in front of uh, your your listener. I think that's a really cool idea, to be honest. Hmm. Um, how can we give more control to the players while also fitting it into a three hour session? The question for the ages, ain't it? It really is. It's the hardest it's, question of all. It's yeah. been very hard to deal with, actually. That is the most, yeah. that's the biggest ask. Yeah. How do we do it? I mean, is it like, 
you have your plot points and the way that we get there is a little more freeform, but we still have to eventually end up at the plot points that we want to hit. Do the plot points happen in a way that's non-structured and sort of just happen organically? Do we just let go of the reins? Do we just hold on to the reins even tighter now? Like These are all Greg. great questions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the first one. What was your first question? Um, having the plot points set up like we need to get from A to B, but the way that you get there... Do right. whatever you it, want. It's not a straight line. It's, yeah. a, it's a jungle, jimble, jangled mess. Upside down. Yes. Um, yeah. Is is that... It, what do we think of that idea? I think that idea has been kind of what we've been trying to hit in this season, mm-hmm. but it's been less of organically on the mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe offering that a little bit more... Uh, offering the failure or, or the success to and happen it, in front of people is a little bit more mm-hmm. what we want to aim for. Here's what I personally really want to see. In season two, mm. I want to see Alan surprised. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Alan not know it's coming. I want to. I want to see you guys make a decision that Alan's like, oh. okay. I will say, I think there's been at least one instance of that, but yeah. he didn't react at all on mic, which is fine. Mm. No, I mean, I, tr- I try and be as sure. stoic as I can when yeah. I when because I don't like showing. Has that been released yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so the very oh, yeah. first thing that happened when um, when her said, "I don't want to go meet the Gilden Guards." Originally, oh. her was going to go meet the Gilden Guards, and that was going to launch off an entire different storyline with Arsenio. I had to rewrite everything with Arsenio because of that one decision. That Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. He and told I, me about it too. I, I was like, ah, see, but I stumped but you, Morgan, and I hope you don't feel guilty that you made him rewrite that. That's an. I love no. that. That's a decision you made. Yeah. I am. I am so happy that that happened because I like challenging the DM. I think it made the it DM better needs too. to be challenged. Yes. Yes. Well, I think we're all really challenged with this this yes. project. Yeah. It's a cool. It's a cool push and pull. Yeah. I like, meant in. It's... Sorry, I meant in game. Not. <laughs> <laughs> You're already challenged enough outside. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna hit him in the knees with a hammer. Uh, thank I know you. Good luck getting that. to work, DM. I needed the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. So, so well, okay. Second idea, Morgan. Can yeah. I, can we? I, I know it's been a second since we brought it up, yeah. and I know my ADHD brain wouldn't be able to go back and say these questions again. What other kind of points did you have? Because I loved everything you just said. I mean, it was loosey goosey. Like, did we just like go over the reins completely and say, "Here is the world." Do with it what you should like, and I will have the characters react. Everybody has their goals. This is what everybody wants to do. You're free to interact with them any way that you like, but the world is still going to turn as ah, you play. See, okay, yeah. so we, you guys, we're, I think we're inspired by two different podcasts. We're, I think Myths oh. of Myria is a mix of two different podcasts. Critical Role. Shouts mm-hmm. out. And Adventure Zone. Shouts out. Sure. With the McElroy brothers. Mm-hmm. Um we're trying to find that happy medium between mm-hmm. those shows. But I wonder how much Matt Mercer, the DM of Critical Role, knows. And and for those that don't know, I, I'm sure most of the listeners do know what Critical Role is and what Adventure Zone is. But for those that don't know, Critical Role is like a three to four hour show yep, that it's happens all live. weekly, yeah. live. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's no editing that goes into that. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's eight very um, established voice actors playing the roles of all these characters. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I wonder how much Matt Mercer, the DM, knows about the decisions that are going to be made in that session. Yeah. Like, how how much of, of the lines from these NPCs are written down? 
and how much of yeah. it is completely improvised. I, I'm not sure. I think that there have definitely been moments where there, it's seemed like he's reading from a script, but like there are definitely moments where he's just like, I don't freaking know what's going on here. So, <laughs> Which doesn't make the show worse. No, definitely no. not. Right? It adds to it, if anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's kind of that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'd like to see more of that. Mm. Yeah. And I'd like to see more of Alan being like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. I, I like feeling that way, truthfully. I remember actually uh, Barry, who is one of our... Ah, we yeah, need to talk about Barry We, do, we should talk about Barry. Who um, is Barry? Bar- okay, so Barry is my story consultant. Uh, <laughs> Barry is uh, basically... Uh, I ran my very first ever game of Miria with him as a player. And then he said, wow, I love this so much. Can I DM a game in this world? And... Ever since then, Barry and I have been writing a lot of the story and the beats and the the lore for Miria together, right? And so um, I write like, but not just uh, like. I think there's a diff- there's a, a important differentiation sure. between all campaigns that happen in Miria and right. specifically myths of Miria, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what what does Barry do specifically then? Yeah. So when we when we do when I write stuff, I will write most of the session outline and like a fair amount of the notes and then I will contact Barry and I'll say hey look at all this stuff with me go over it does it make sense I need your help like looking through this stuff or maybe like writing a monologue or two sure and then helping me with music and stuff like that and so him and I will go over those like those uh, details all together and so uh, you know whenever I need like lore bits like Barry's the one that came up with Levitica as a country, right? So really? Sh- Shadow, his character, where he came from, came from that country that Barry made up. Which right? came from Barry's brain. Right, exactly. Yep. That's so and cool. connected. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so so whenever I'm like, oh, Barry, like, what is this thing in Levitica? He will give me like a detailed dissertation on like what the lore is for that specific thing. The and so lore. we've got like, we've got like very specific stuff where we will ask each other questions for making sure that we're lining things up and stuff like that. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, going forward, yeah. How does Barry get involved? How does how does Al, how do Alan and Barry together yeah. write the story going forward without necessarily knowing where the players are going to be going next so episode? So, ways I've done this in the past is I have characters that are going to do things. The character or the the players may interact with those, or they may not. the The characters, the NPCs, are going to do them either way, and the the place that the players are going to be uh, in will be affected by those NPCs, right? And if they choose to interact with those or not is their choice. But uh, basically, the world keeps turning, and they will interact with the world how they choose. Um, and then I will basically just kind of like choose what priority of what to plan based on where they're at. And I think you're probably going to have less trouble with that considering that you've had so much practice with these NPCs at this point. Right. So you'll be able to improvise maybe those conversations a little bit easier now right. than you would have four months ago. Yeah. When, God, how long have we been recording this now? We've been recording it since, actually, I think it's actually been since... Wow, is it almost been a year? Now? No, no. The no. company's only six months old. Oh. Well, but we've been recording since before LAS went live. Um, because we you recorded were session our very two. first session. We, or, we sorry. Were, uh, we, 
Because like for, for everybody episode. listening, we uh. the very first episode we did like a dry run of the first episode, and we were yes. like, oh, we don't, yep. we we weren't really feeling that first one. We so didn't we put went it back out. And we re- re-recorded it. That's actually another big thing. That's eight six seven died in that one. Yeah, and yeah. he never. Wow, yeah. he never gave yeah. yes. Eight six seven did not. Ex- he was like he died, and then that was it. He wasn't yep. in the show. <laughs> that then, alone, we were like, nope, nope can't, can't have it. Have <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, guys. we came back and we were like, okay, yeah, this is good enough. We want to get eight six seven back in here. Also, a whole yeah. card game. Yeah, we also had a card game that never got released because we made it. We made a card game for this. Uh, for what this was it called? Beast Battlers. Beast Battlers. It was actually yeah. super good. Which hey, I'm wait, really wait, wait, proud wait. of it. Wait, we should just include it in season two. Come on. Maybe we could include it in oh, season two. You fun. could. You absolutely could. Yeah. And by the way, Beast Battlers is definitely the name of like some anime I'd watch Saturday morning. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah. That yes. sounds like a yes. great show. Yes. <laughs> Get your Fruit Loops out. Sit down. <laughs> that sounds TV. like the best yes. morning ever. Don't it? Yeah. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. I, next up, we got Beast Battlers. Followed by Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, talk about cereal eaters. Josh? Oh, God. So, no, 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 no. This no, is, no, God! No, wait, this is no. not about Miss Samiri at all. Josh has had quite the transformation in, in health oh, God. in the last three years. Yeah. You, you were a big boy. I was. And now you're a big boy in a different way. Yeah. He's super strong. I don't yeah. know. You can't see this, but like Josh has like Beat the red. hugest muscles that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Josh's pecs are bursting out of his sweatshirt. Right they now. are. Look at this. He's I mean, like there's a regular shadow. There's like a. I, not to sound weird, but like you're like a you're like a C cup now in pecs. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess. You're very strong. Your hugs are very nice. That, I, I, I honestly we just got to say it. We just got to lift hate, Josh up. I hate that I said that. Um, can Josh, we edit that out? Let's just like just no, put in bird noises. It's a hundred percent being left <laughs> okay, in, so good. people can know how stupid I yes. feel. Okay, good. good Josh, good, good, good. you are massive now. You got so buff, and you, you you were your doctor told you. Like I just think your story is so great. Yeah, thank you. We do Tell have, it. We okay. do have audience questions to get to though. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. see. That's my ADHD going. Yeah. Um, I I really was actually trying to transition to that, yes. and then I You're looked okay. over at Josh. Was like, oh, you you could look good, Josh. You're so good. Well, Everybody's even better. better. Shadow <laughs> and Josh. Questions. You can't deflect. <laughs> Thirty seconds. Give me your story. Uh, like three years ago, doctor contacted me. Company uh, basically does insurance things, and was like, hey, you're pre-diabetic. And I was like, how do I change that? And they're like, diet and exercise. So immediately that day, I went to Anytime Fitness, signed up for a membership, and started eating chicken breast, rice, and veggies. Um, and that's fluctuated since. And I just started lifting a lot and really heavy and been three years of that pretty consistently. But the cereal thing is I eat entire boxes of cereal at once, usually. Like a maniac. A lot. Because on your so cheat days. I would just eat a lot of cereal. You, you so. get to eat a lot of cereal. That's 30 seconds. Ding. Ding. Dude, okay. that was really good. Good enough. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well wow. All right. Moving All right. on. Audience questions. Audience number one. questions. Okay, I'll start Morgan's off with a pretty light one. Weeha. For everybody in here that has played D and D, how long have you played D and D, and what is your favorite class and race, Ooh. Josh? Uh, so I've played D and D since high school. I graduated in two thousand eight. So I like a couple years previous to that. Um, class and race. I <laughs> careful. Uh, oh, what is it? <laughs> He's flipping a pen. That's uh, yeah. I was saying careful by choosing your favorite race. That's a that's a steep slope, right? Slippery slope there. Um, Fantasy races, it's fine. It's I, fine. Uh, <laughs> druids are really cool because of how flexible they can be. Um, but fighter is proving to be very very cool and oh, how yeah. flexible it can be as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then races, I I don't know. It might just be because I'm playing one currently, but yeah. I, I, I really like Warforged and how um, they they come to be in different lore settings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I usually never choose like I'm a human because yeah. I'm already a human in regular life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Why would I want to be that in a fantasy setting? Yeah. Oh man, interesting. I, like I am choosing s- the offshoots of yeah. those things. Yeah. yeah. I love being humans. Uh, humans are fun. I, I, so here, Alan. Why don't you? Okay, yeah. Uh, my favorite class is wizard. Mm. I what? love playing wizards. Alan They're my wizards? favorite in the world. They're so flexible. You can do melee wizards. You can do spell wizards. Hey. My current wizard has twenty constitution. Hey, who's <laughs> your who's your favorite Marvel superhero? Uh, I don't know. Is I think I, I like a, a lot of them. Doctor Strange is a very great one. I love that one a lot. He loves Doctor Strange. Um, Got it. I, I, it's not my favorite. For <laughs> He's sense. a nerd for wizards. I don't know. Uh, okay, but yeah. my favorite, uh, I would say um, probably the one that's grown on me the most because it, I think it's super interesting in Myria uh, is Drow. Um, mm. Because those, so those are the dark elves, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they started as something very specific, and then over time, in the first game that I ever ran, uh, they became almost these like odd holy warriors, and then they became part of Levitica, and then that kind of like changed how they interacted with stuff. And they have, they have like this city underground uh, called, um, oh my gosh, starts I, with an S. Uh, I can't remember it right now. I'm I'm gonna explode. Do you know what it is? I I made up this oh. city oh, forever he's, ago. He's, he's raising his um, eyebrows. <laughs> uh, he knows. Oh my gosh, Josh, you gotta say it. I, I leg- don't remember what the I name of it. Legitimately is. can't remember it right oh. now. But there's I'm a door. Freak out. Yeah, there's a so there's this big door that blocks off this cavern, and uh, they essentially all live underground. And once a year, they teleport above ground to go get stuff, and then they come back. And every year, if you are, like, 14, you're allowed to go experience the world for a year, and then you get to choose whether you return back underground. Yeah, so they have the same thing. Rumspringa. They have a, a Rumspringa, yes. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that existed in that world. Yep, yep. Okay, that's awesome. I, I can't answer this question because I've only played D&D a few times. I gotcha. Uh, I've been playing D&D since middle school, and you said... Josh, you graduated high school in 2008? Yeah. I graduated in, in 2017, so that's Ooh. almost a 10-year difference. Oh, my. You're very old. <laughs> no, you're not, that's Josh. Wild. That's I'll wild. leave. Josh, <laughs> you're fine. Josh is, just what are you, 31? 32? 32. 32 this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is you're so young. You're 10 years older than me. Oh. Ridiculous. Um, my favorite race on the flip side of Josh is actually humans, and the reason why I like playing humans was oh. I don't, I didn't like playing humans because I was like, why would I want to be a human? That's boring. And then I discovered that when you play D&D, you can just play a human who's like, you know, strong enough to kill God. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. kill a God, I suppose, yeah. in the pantheon. Right. Oh, and God. there is nothing cooler <laughs> than playing a human who, like, does all this cool stuff in such a short amount of time because humans, according to Alan, um, live twice as short but burn they live, live half as long, yeah. burn twice as bright. Yeah. Oh, yep. that's a cool uh, it, The, the yeah. name of that city underground is called Ilianthel. Oh, it's not even an S. Nope, it's not. Wow, Josh. You've led me astray. You are really confident with that. Morgan, <laughs> okay. what's, uh, that, what's the next question? Favorite class of Paladin. Anyways, oh. um, this oh, one's sorry. for Alan. What books, other DMs, or movies have influenced your creativity and vision for your DMing style? Wow, that's hard. Um, I would say. And why is it The Bachelor? <laughs> the Bachelor is everything. Yeah. Um, I would say there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different. Oh gosh, like Marvel movies have been interestingly influential. Um, uh, one thing that's been super influential recently is the recent run of X Men by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, and because that's been very cool to see. That's just a comic. It's just a comic. Yep. 
so that's been really cool uh, because I think that they have this really interesting way of kind of um, trying to save all these different people, uh, these mutants from being killed by humans again. Uh, there is a lot of... Um, a lot of, you know, obvious influences from the classics like Lord of the Rings. Uh, and then I would also say specifically for this one, I just remembered saying, why is there not like a melting pot city for everyone? Uh, and that's where Ebonvale came into play, right? Because it's founded by these four families that basically felt, you know, shunned from <laughs> everywhere else. And I was like, it feels like everywhere else in D&D, like, everybody's, everybody's got to be, like, a human city or, like, an elven city. Right, and I'm like, right. I hate this shit. It's so annoying. Right. And so I built this one city that uh, I knew for a fact I would really enjoy because it got to, like, look at all these cultures intermingling. Mm -hmm. And um, I built the... Obviously, the way that the city is built is built off of Pride Rock from uh, from the Lion King. Amazing. Uh, and I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Yep. And uh, and then there's like wyvern riders who who like protect the city. And then there's like people that are like I I, I love rock climbing. And so I was like, how can you? like build houses into the side of a mountain that's been cracked. And so then I looked into like how you could like fasten pinions into the side of mountains to like hang houses off of them for that, for this. And there's just like a bunch Dang. of cool stuff like that. Um, I would say that one of my DMing influences, how I learned to DM was watching Critical Role. Um, Matt Mercer. And uh, homage to the OG. I just wanted to, yeah. like I wanted to learn how to do it without like being uh, a railroader because I knew for a fact that I had, DM'd sessions before and that it sucked because I told everybody this is what you're going to do and they're like boring right. and then I was like okay well how do I become a DM that allows their players to do whatever they want and so then I learned from there um, there's a lot of cool influences uh, that are happening now and are influencing me for later um, but yeah I think those are some good ones for now Yeah, here is another question um, this is to everybody who has played D&D what is either a real life lesson or real life lessons that you have learned by playing D&D either of you question. can start okay uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna push that one off onto Josh first okay okay yeah I think go, Josh, go. one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from D&D is that the moment that you open yourself to uh, a situation in in an emotional way is one of the best ways is one of the best ways to see yourself grow um, mm -hmm. and to push that even further the uncomfortable being in the uncomfortable um, allows yourself to grow yeah which isn't necessarily to say always put yourself in uncomfortable situations mm -hmm. um, because you could, you could get like a panic attack or an anxiety attack or something like that. But within reason, if you put yourself in a situation that you wouldn't normally let yourself be in, you get to see yourself grow. And that's a really magical thing to happen. Yeah. Um, especially within the confines of being with friends yeah. and people who help support you. Definitely. So, mm. um, mine is that, uh, we all, we all, you know, we all hurt, and sometimes it's nice to have places where you can hurt with friends, right? Um, a lot of the story about this show and things that I've had in the past, it's about people losing children, right? It's about people having family members die. It's about 
losing yourself. It's about not knowing yourself, right? All of these things are are dangerous and chilling and hard to deal with, right? And um, it can be difficult to sit in that space, but as well, it can be rewarding to sit in that space and see yourself come out on the other side. And I think that that has been true for many, many games of D&D for me in the past. Um, uh, and uh, dealing with a lot of that pain in, in that same space with friends, I think, is, yeah, once again, uh, I will reiterate what Josh said. Yeah, a space where you can feel like you can grow. Mm-hmm. For me, that's happened a lot. And I think I've gained a lot of perspective and growth um, in my own self from that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. We have time for one more question before we got to wrap this thing up. Well, I, yeah, Morgan can answer her. Unless Morgan, you're last sorry. one. I would love yeah. to answer yeah. the question Let's do that it. was asked to everybody. Um, <laughs> Morgan. I promise I'm a part of everybody. I promise. <laughs> I just see you as like the, the host right now. You're yeah. okay. <laughs> Leading no, the thing. You're okay. I'll leave it at this. Um, this is a little bit influenced by Alan because I've played D&D, I think, the longest consistently with Alan. Mm-hmm. And also we're dating. So there's a lot what? that I've learned what from heck? him. Which we are? I have one last question okay. After, okay. after your okay. Uh, answer. Yeah. Um, one thing that I especially have learned is that at the table and off the table, you have to learn how to be patient with your mistakes and your successes. You will make decisions that maybe you end up regretting later. Or you'll make decisions that, you know, are recorded and eventually become very public and you sort of have to give yourself the grace and the space to say, okay, I messed up. But this is a world where anything can change. I can do anything. I can be anything. Mm-hmm. We're okay. I'm okay. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I say a lot of people. I mean, I struggle with that. And I'm still learning how to be patient with myself. And I think D&D has really helped me grow. And that That's a great point, though. I think it, this is outside of D&D. But if, if you are struggling with something, yeah. I guarantee you tons of people are also struggling with that oh, similar yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you are never alone in, in those kind of emotions and feelings. Um, my my last question, before yeah. we move out of here. Oh, uh-huh. no, I think I know what it is. Oh, you definitely know yeah. what it is. <laughs> is Alan, the dungeon master, yes. is dating yeah. Morgan, who plays her. Yeah. Yes. Gasp. How do you not have any sort of biases towards her character's growth and um, um, being f- yes, Alan. being forgiving of bad roles yeah. and all sorts of things. How, how do you put that, do you put that bias aside? Be honest. Try my best to. Yes, um, yes. If, I, if, I'm, popcorn. if I'm honest with myself, <laughs> I think there are some times where I consider her a little bit more because I she's talking to me about it all the time. I don't shut up. I'm sorry. And, my brain like but, says dopamine. Let's follow that. I, I, whenever I'm writing my notes, I try my absolute best to think about how things interact with everybody, right? And so when I can, I'm like, okay, is is Val getting enough here? Is Shadow getting enough here? Um, and oftentimes I don't ask myself that about her because I know she is because she's always talking to me about it. Um, yes, I am. But, I do but not shut I, up, I actively am aware of that. Um, and oftentimes in all my games, I try and look for ways to make sure that I'm not offering Morgan too much um, because, um, because I... I want everybody to feel like they're valued at my table, right? That's mm-hmm. in, that's incredibly important to mm-hmm. me. And so, uh, so yeah, um, it is an active attempt. Morgan, do yeah. you ever play to the bias, the potential bias of Alan with your character when trying to get things to go her hers <laughs> way? No. 
Which is a really odd question because her doesn't know that I'm dating Alan. And I don't play <laughs> But Morgan her. definitely yeah. does who but plays I don't, her. I don't yeah. play her as like, I don't even know who I would attempt to appeal to in that instance. To I don't like, know. make like, things go yeah, better. That may, I swear to God, I've what? heard you, you get a bad role before and you go, come on, Alan. I'm like, no. <laughs> come on. Well, that is entirely <laughs> because I know he's not biased and so I make fun of him yeah. for it. No, I, I if, make fun of him for a lot of things. I, I would prefer Constantly. people to fail at my table than to not because I think that failure is just as interesting as success in D&D. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, I love for that. For sure, for sure. That's it's a great... That's a great cap for the episode. Yes. Um, mm. Thanks for letting me be on your show for a little bit. Ooh, this it was, was awesome. This yeah. was so fun. It was so good. Um, you could call me the voice of plants, but yes. I've been Alex Schulte. And, you know, I'm going to uh, take these, I'm going to take this steering wheel. Yes. I'm going to pass right. it back oh, my. to I'm Alan. Oh, thank you. And Whoa. I'm going to take a, a seat in the back. Okay. Click. I'm, I'm buckled in. Okay. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, we are so happy that you spent these precious pieces of your time with us today. Mm. Once again, all of our listeners, you, you, listener, the one that's listening right now, you are special. We love you. Thank you so much for giving us your attention and for making us feel heard. You are fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much all we have for well, today. And if you would like to support this show yeah. and, and these guys and and, oh and other amazing shows like this on the network, um, for, for just $10, you can be supporting local. You've been get, getting bonus content. Uh, there's a full bonus episode yeah. of Myths of Myria that's oh, out. There's three yeah. of them. There's Sorry, there's a full session. Yeah. There's three episodes that are all yes. out on LAS Plus. We play bunnies. Right now. Yes. The bun, the bun shot. It's a, a one shot, but you're bunnies, so we're calling it <laughs> yeah, the, the bun, bun shot. <laughs> um, so if you want to support that, go to LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus and subscribe to LAS Plus to get that bonus episode of yeah. Samaria, um, um, the exclusive One Word Stories post show, bonus episodes of every other show, oh, yeah. discounts at our live shows. Oh yeah. You guys have a live show coming up in January. That is happening. And I am Yeehaw. excited. Details Yeehaw. to come. Yes, Details yes. to come. Be looking out on the social on the Miss Amelia social media for that, yeah. and mm -hmm. the LAS podcast oh, social yeah. media for that. But sorry, I just took no, back. no. Okay. Thank you. I was forgetting. <laughs> I did it again. I, I didn't have my plates. Like I usually have a thing that I read at the beginning, right? Yeah. So I didn't have it today. You yeah. forgot. There's something you always say. It's um, thank you for sharing the precious pieces of your time. No, I did say with that. Us. Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, say it better. Thank you for sharing the precious pieces of your time with us. This has been Miss Samaria. Better, I said. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you on the flip side. Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. LAS.